this cop's former partner wants revenge, today I'm talking about the Hong Kong movie Raging Fire. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Raging Fire, which is a critically acclaimed uh, action movie out of Hong Kong starring Donnie Yen. And it's honestly the kind of movie I've been waiting for, um, you know, Hong Kong or Chinese cinema to import over for a while, just because, uh, well, for reasons I'll get into. So without further ado, let's get started. Something I've been missing, at least from a movie standpoint, is a movie that captures the spirit of 80s Hong Kong cinema. The wild, over-the-top blends of martial arts, bullet ballets, gratuitous explosions, and melodrama that hooked me into Asian action cinema, with stars like Jackie Chan and Jet Li, and fellows like Donnie Yen who made a name for themselves. Yes, there have been some solid martial arts movies, but few movies have brought everything together. Turns out, I should have been looking at Donnie Yen again, because Raging Fire scratched that itch for me. Yen plays Cheng Sung Bong, a senior inspector for the regional crime unit who is about to have the bust of his career. But there's a problem. And that problem is Cheng's former colleague, who along with a number of other former police officers was just released from jail and is itching for revenge. Can Cheng stop his former friend before his violent vengeance threatens his family? So to understand why I enjoy Raging Fire so much, I need to explain the trend of movies making their way over to the US from mainland China and Hong Kong. For the most part, the biggest movies that have made it to America have been the big pro-China patriotic blockbusters or CGI-heavy movies that range from kung fu epics to sci-fi adventures, stuff like Wolf Warrior II and The Wandering Earth. And while those work in spots, the heavy-handed political angles and a lack of grounded action was starting to wear on me. Which is why this primarily practical affair that takes inspiration from movies like Heat and Donnie Yen's own filmography, see direct music cues to indicate, hey, this is just like Kill Zone, was a breath of fresh air. So here's why it works as well as it does. First off, we don't have a bad thematic baseline. The premise for this movie is that is one that honestly could hit really hard with an American audience. The basic setup is that Yen's Chung is a moral star stalwart who doesn't want to make compromises or play politics in his department. He wants to catch bad guys and do what's right. Whereas his primary opponent is someone who gets caught up in the politics, did something awful, and then went to jail for it, which he is rightfully pissed about, but also blames Chung, who reported on what he and this group did honestly in court and helped get them convicted. So it's a literal hero cop against cops corrupted by the system who are now violently lashing out, and now it's up to this hero cop to right the wrong. It's an imperfect one-to-one for the American policing system, like operating outside of the law is a big part of the problem in American policing, but still the notion of a cop refusing to do corrupt or immoral things, or even doing things like diving out of a car to save a child during a violent pursuit, is refreshing. We also get a blend of action movie approaches. Now, a lot of my favorite action movies nowadays aren't about one thing. For instance, one of the reasons I continue to fawn over the John Wick movies isn't just because of the emphasis on practical action. It's because the franchise blends hand-to-hand combat, bladed weapon fights, vehicle bits, and gunfights with different kinds of guns from scene to scene. There are sections and kinds of action scenes, but it's not just the not just one kind of action for the shootouts. Same goes for Raging Fire, which applies the -the over-the-top Hong Kong style I love via car chases, heat-esque standoffs between heavily armed cops and criminals, and brutal hand-to-hand brawls, all of which adapt and move like you'd expect, which brings us to choreography. 
As soon as he started fighting, I could tell that Donnie Yen was involved in the fight choreography. There's been some solid breakdowns of what makes Yen's style so distinctive and awesome, but the sum of it is, is that he films and choreographs for impact and blends in styles you don't see in traditional martial arts films. Put another way, it's very rare to see a fight where fighters switch styles and tactics and go from flying spin kicks, a Donnie Yen staple, into MMA-inspired grapple takedowns and reversals on the ground. Not only that, but the camera stays out long enough to see the wind-up and then moves in with the hit to show the impact as someone flies through a door. And that multifaceted attitude and emphasis on impact makes you feel each hit or bullet runs throughout the film. In the shootouts, it means every bullet that hits is shown, every explosion follows the person it's flying across the room, and sheer overwhelming firepower peppers bullet holes all around the heroes. It's thrillingly crafted action. The verdict is it's old school fun. By leaning on a so solid setup and Donnie Yen's action ethos, Raging Fire captures the old Hong Kong movie spirit. 8 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.